name is Melissa Meredith, your host for the Daily Wellness Podcast. If your day could use a dose of healthy living inspiration, you're in the right place. Call me a crunchy mom, health nerd, whatever. I'm just a normal mom trying to do what's best for her family, and I happen to love talking about all things health and wellness. Join me as we learn from like-minded people, change the health legacy of our families, and take our wellness to the next level. Welcome to the Daily Wellness Podcast. This week's episode hit home for me in so many ways. Today's guest is Dr. Jay Goodbinder, a doctor of chiropractic and naturopathic medicine, as well as the owner of the Epigenetics Healing Center in Kansas City. He has served clients all over the world, and I've been a client as well. We got to talk about so many topics that I'm passionate about, such as helping people truly heal instead of treating symptoms, reversing disease, the tremendous impact of a healthy lifestyle, and frustrations with the system of sick care and quote-unquote health insurance. It is good, y'all. After listening to the first Daily Wellness episode, a reviewer said, This was great, and I'm excited to hear more. I definitely struggle with a perfectionist mindset. I could use some more advice about that. Thanks so much for the review, L. Tidball. I'm glad to hear that you resonated with my story. It's our goal to make this show relatable, meeting you right where you are. Now, here's your dose of Daily Wellness. Dr. Goodbinder, welcome to the Daily Wellness Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be here and all the great greatness, which is Militia. <laughs> Thank Incredible. you so much. Well, I think people are getting to know me a little bit around here, but they need to know about you. So can you introduce yourself to us? Absolutely. So um, obviously I'm Dr. Jay Goodbinder. I own the Epigenetics Healing Center in Kansas City. Uh, we treat people from all over the United States very easily. We've had patients from 18 different countries come here so far. And it's a blast. And it's amazing. Um, I I have two doctorates, a naturopathic doctorate and a chiropractic doctorate. I spent three years doing epigenetics research, or one year doing epigenetics research, and then three years of functional endocrinology, immunology, biochem, and physiology to become a chiropractic internist. It's been a quite a wild ride, and it's it's amazing. I, I love the idea of being a rebel, doing things a little different, and getting great results. Uh, when someone sit, comes in and says, "I have rheumatoid arthritis, and I'll have this the rest of my life." It's like my favorite thing in the world uh, to be like, no, no, you won't. And if you do what I ask you to do, chances are you're going to get better. And our results speak for themselves. It's all black and white, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's been my experience working with you. It's been really fun to work with you personally and now have my son working with you. And so just tell us a little bit about that. Like you started in chiropractic care and then switched to what you have now as this broader vision in the epigenetics healing center. So what really motivated you to make the, the change there? Well, so honestly, I made the change because I was an idiot in the first place. Uh, so here's what happened. I'm going to be honest. So I am impulsive and I jump into things very quickly. Um, and actually, I've been told that that's one of the reasons we're so successful here is um, we go after it. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. We'll figure this out. Let's let's get you fixed. Let's fix this. And uh so when I went to chiropractic school, I had looked at medical school, osteopathic school, naturopathic school, and chiropractic school, and they all had different philosophies. But what I really understand is that wherever you go, whatever you do, you're going to find truth in that. And I didn't want the truth to be, so I was disabled. I had psoriatic arthritis and I couldn't use my hands anymore, uh, big swollen basketballs and uh, for hands. And then I had scabs and scales all over my skin. And I looked horrifying. I mean, I, in my opinion, I looked really terrible, like a monster. I mean, I felt like, 
you know, somebody in a movie just like running around like a monster with hands that don't work and scabs and scales. And I look terrible. I never thought I'd be able to find a wife that would love me or have kids. And it was horrible. And I had a doctor that told me, I'm sorry, you're unlucky. It's genetic. You'll learn how to live with it. And I'm like, well, I don't want to live at all anymore. Um, so that was really hard on me. And uh, when I was trying to figure out what kind of doctor to come to fix myself, because really I had the choice. Either you grow old and alone and in pain or you fix yourself because no one else is going to help you. And I chose that route. And so when I'm looking for the truth, I didn't want the truth to be I needed medications the, for the rest of my life to help me. I wanted to figure out there's a way to fix the body. Well, the philosophy of chiropractic, I'd never been to a chiropractor before, was, you know, give the body what it needs and it will heal thyself, you know. And uh, that made a lot of sense to me. So I jumped into chiropractic school and about a year and a half in, I'm like, when am I going to learn how to fix this psoriatic arthritis? When am I going to learn how to fix autoimmune disease? And they're like, oh, we don't do that here. We adjust. You have to refer that out. And I'm like, I ruined my whole life. My whole life is over. I just spent hundred, probably $120,000 by that point in time. And I'm not going to learn what I came here to learn because I'm so impulsive. I just went for it. But I also think, think there's some kind of divinity to impulsiveness. Like, you know, we're all connected to this amazing thing that kind of looks out and protects us all and things like that. And I just assume like, hey, you know, I'm trying to do the right things. Good things are going to happen. I've done a lot of the wrong things in my life that led me to being chronically ill. And somehow I still able to fix it. So why is something bad going to happen now when I'm trying to do the right thing? So neither here nor there. Um, I found in the middle of chiropractic school, I found the chiropractic internist program, which is an extra three-year program. And uh, chiropractic, mind you, I, I was never an adjuster. I was someone who may have adjusted some people because they wanted that. But my whole goal was always do labs, figure out why, and then fix things. And there was not even a name called functional medicine at that point or epigenetics. It was just like, I don't do exactly natural medicine because I'm not trying to give you supplements the rest of your life. I want to understand why it's happening and then get you off those supplements. That's mm -hmm. the goal. Yeah. And, so what, uh, what, were the, what were the switches that you made in your own personal health to get healed? So so a couple of things. Obviously, diet's the base of everything. So 95% is you not putting poison in your body. So um, for me, it was like, hey, you know, the worst of the worst is anything that can cause autoimmunity, damage your gut lining and create an inappropriate immune imbalance. So, hey, I got to get off gluten. I got to get off dairy. And those are just basic things. But gluten is not the end of the world. Gluten is the end of the world, actually. Um, but grains aren't necessarily healthy. You know, the high lectins are going to damage your gut lining. Um, beans are going to damage your gut lining. Even nuts, to an extent, are going to damage your gut lining. All these things are difficult. Fruit, vegetables, meat are kind of your optimum diet. Fruits, vegetables, meat, and appropriately raised at that. Torture house, um, factory farms where they're just beating, like just destroying animals' lives and putting them in fear and damaging them and torturing them does not make a healthy meat you know, pasture raised grass fed you know so that was almost like a spiritual nutrition like if i treat things right they give back to me rightly so yeah you you torture a cow well they're going to create arachidonic acid which is an inflammatory fat and that's going to create all of your inflammation in your body okay so that's really bad grass fed pasture raised frolicking cow really good it's a totally different species um so anyways so um, cutting out gluten and dairy was high. And I used to say, you know, I'm gluten-free. I'm gluten-free. Yeah, so only on Sundays do I have a couple of donuts and a coffee. But I'm gluten-free, all the rest. So why am I still dealing with psoriasis and psoriasis? This stuff doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> and, you know, every time you have gluten, it takes about three months to get it out of your body. You don't have the enzymes to break it down entirely. So you're going to keep getting inflamed, even if you're doing it once a week. You really have to separate. Now, is gluten the only thing? No, there's. you have to do everything right. And so you go, hey, I have, if there's three guys stabbing you, like you have three guys in front of you, they're all stabbing you. 
and you go, hey, I cut out gluten. I took out one guy. You still going to live? Well, no, you still got two guys stabbing you. It's not going to work. So anyways, I'm on no medications anymore. I feel great. Um, I was on six meds by the age of 23. I'm on no med- medication anymore. Feel great. Yeah, that's amazing. And are those habits and practices that you still keep today? Oh, yeah, man, I don't touch. I do not touch gluten. I'll touch dairy occasionally. Um, and I'll get a, uh, like an inflammatory response for a day or two. But gluten will send me off the deep end. I mean, it just psoriasis will come right back out and it'll take like a month or two to get rid of it. It's bad. Um, in, in addition to that, you know, obviously the in-depth testing, the advanced testing we do is key because the testing that you normally get at your doctor is completely insufficient. It tells you what's wrong. It never tells you why or how to fix it. So we really get into, we do the what testing like the doctor does, except much more in depth. And then we get into the why, why is this happening? And it's like, it's great. Cause then you go, I'm starting to treat a patient and they go, I don't feel any different. You're a month in, I don't, all these supplements I'm taking, the diet is not doing anything. And I go, okay, um, why don't we retest? And we retest and we go, oh, well, actually you are getting better. It's just, you still have, you know, more guys stabbing you here and you can see it. It's getting better. It's still there. Until that's gone, you really can't expect to feel great. And it goes, oh, that makes sense. Because when you follow things objectively versus just saying, how are you feeling? Um, it's a whole lot easier to stick to things because it's just black and white numbers. I'm not, you know, you can't manipulate a number. It's it's a lab. Yeah, I agree. And it's interesting that you're mentioning all this. One thing that I read on your website, just reading about the purpose of the Epigenetics Healing Center is one of the things you mentioned was to reduce the risk of or reverse chronic disease, which is the story that you're telling us right now (laughs) with your own health journey. And, you know, the same was true with me. And when I was having some physical symptoms that I, I really didn't know what it was at first. So I had chest pain. I had shortness of breath. I had, you know, I would almost go into like panic attacks sometimes. Um, and you know, there's so many things right here in your chest area and your physical body that it's just kind of a process of elimination of trying to figure out where this pain is coming from. And so I went to my primary care doctor and went through some, you know, steps there and they, they offered me medication and I thought about it and I really didn't feel that was the path that I wanted to go down. And so, and that's when I found you, I actually found you online. I um, started researching um, for a functional medicine doctor, read up about you, researched you. And I said, I should do a consultation with this guy. (laughs) And so, and then I started, and by that, by the time I got to you, I really recognized that it was anxiety in my life, that I was having these physical symptoms of anxiety and stress in my life. And the labs confirmed that. (laughs) And then we began a process of healing so that, you know, I never started the medication, but if I had, you know, I'd probably still be on it today. Whereas now I know what my struggles are and what my triggers are and how to manage, you know, my life and my health, um, naturally. So I really appreciate what you did for me. And then my, my son comes along, you know, uh, was probably 2021 when we started recognizing symptoms in him of just general pain and fatigue that an 11 and 12 year old should not have. And at first I thought it was growing pains or, you know, just whatever. And, but it never went away. So like a year later, I'm like, okay, you know, we really need to look at this. And so I reached out to you again and through his testing, we realized he had Lyme disease. So we are in a process with you right now of reversing and healing his Lyme disease, which is going really, really well. 
Um, but I have learned so much just going through that process with you first myself and now supporting my son going through it. Um, and he's, he just turned 13. He's, he's young. So I always want to throw that out there because, you know, some people think, you know, this is, it's too hard. It's too much or whatever. But if my 12 year old son can (laughs) go through this and, you know, be disciplined enough to, um, you know, change his diet and stuff, it's, you know, he's been on a, on the diet that you recommended for almost a year now. And I think anyone should really be able to do this. Um, but what, there were some other things in that process that we went through. So we changed it. We did the labs, changed the diet, what else, I mean, in the process, do you want to talk about kind of some other steps that we went through as far as yeah. some of the, the counseling and things like that, that you guys offer? Yeah. So, you know, in my opinion, you know, all the biochemistry is easy. I mean, we, we may get, you know, six, seven, eight hundred, a thousand different lab values when we start testing people to figure out, you know, it made sense to test him for Lyme because he's, you know, yeah, I've had ticks in me. That, that has been a thing. Yes. All right. So we'll test. Um, when we sit down on a consultation, it's always, well, let's figure out which labs are appropriate. You know, I don't want to run, I get and run 200 different giant labs and it'd be crazy expensive, but I can also talk to you and try to figure out what's the appropriate labs and then try to squish it down to what's prioritized. This is the, these are the ones that make sense. So anytime we do that, we create a, a treatment plan, but that's the easy part. Really? The harder part is the lifestyle. So we have a holistic health educator that takes you through the whole curriculum, teach you not just how to do these things, but why you're doing it. And so you really understand it becomes part of you. You don't end up stuck with us forever. The goal is personal independence. And we even teach better bad choices. So when you want to cheat, you don't screw everything up. Mm -hmm. And there's things that aren't good for you that you go, okay, it's my birthday. All right. This is the way you do that. Don't do it that way. Um, So you also did things like, you know, talking about sleep and stress and all products that you use in your home. I mean, it's very in-depth. Yeah. So it, it's trying to like, I, I call it like a college education for your lifestyle. So it's like, Hey, what, what are you getting exposed to on a daily basis? Are you in a home with mold? Like, hey, we found mycotoxins. You needed, we need to test your home with mold, not just air detection, but tape testing and everything else. We have specific people uh, that test a certain way to make sure they, they root everything out. And you're not stuck breathing it in just because some guy didn't find it. There's, there's not a lot of uh, standard on uh, how people test for like mycotoxins or mold in your house. And so you want to make sure it's done right. Uh, you want to make sure that your products you're putting on you aren't poisons. You know, a lot of, have you heard of triclosan? Yes, triclosan, I have. it's like antibiotic soap. That triclosan can cause cancer and all sorts of xenoestrogens in your body, but no one realizes it. They're just like, oh, I need to put more antibiotic soap on my hands. You don't. All you're trying to get is something to release the surface area so that stuff can come off your hands. You know, that's what suds are, but it doesn't have to be antibiotic. Anyways, so there's a lot of chemicals out there that people don't realize they're breathing in. Like, tuline is something like when you're pumping gas, if you sit there and stand outside your gas pump and let that, you just breathe it in, those are vapors of tuline. That causes all sorts of problems. It can cause kidney failure. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things, just understanding what to get, not to get exposed to, understanding, hey, there's certain ways to treat certain infections, but not treat other infections. So you have to go back and forth. And if you're going with antibiotic type stuff, like let's say we're treating Lyme. There's all sorts of things that we can do that treat Lyme really well, but you have to replenish, re-regulate, and repopulate the intestinal lining. It's not as easy as probiotics, which will die right away. Spore form bacteria is typically a better option, so you can re-regulate and repopulate all the time. So really understanding specific cases. What the labs say, you go with. And then you create a a specific treatment program for that case. 
Yeah. Which I'm guessing often involves gut health. I know for my son and for me, like gut health was part of that treatment plan. It's something that we addressed. And I think gut health is a little bit of a trendy word right now. (laughs) You know, it's, it's out there a lot. People talk about probiotics and stuff like that, but can you tell us like, what does gut health really mean? Like, why is that a big issue? That's a a really great question, Melissa. Um, So gut health, it's like anyone who's sick, you have to fix their gut, like no matter what. Um, so there's a, a couple of different things. So if you're under high stress all the time, high cortisol will be inversely related to gastric mucus. So the mucus on your gut actually decreases if you're under high stress. So that mucus is there to protect your little fingers, little microvilli in your gut that keeps the surface area to be able to absorb all your nutrients. Um, if you start to damage your gut line, you'll damage things called your parietal cells. And your parietal cells are what create stomach acid. Well, guess what? You got your skin as your major barrier from disease, but your second barrier is stomach acid. So if you don't have stomach acid, now you're pushing more, more infections, bacteria, viral gastro and gastroenteritis as parasites that can come down and not get burned up in your stomach acid because your parietal cells don't work, potentially because you're eating the wrong foods, potentially because of your um of your uh, like not just hormones, it's uh like birth control pills, unfettered hormones coming into your body that'll mess with things. Uh, antibiotic use. You weren't breastfed for a year as a kid. You didn't go through the vaginal canal. There's all sorts of things you can damage down there. And if your stomach acid gets off and you go, oh, I have reflux. We have a problem because your lower esophageal sphincter that sits on top of your stomach, that if you have low stomach acid will open up wide. And that's when you lay back and it burns you and you go for it and it burns you and you eat food and it burns you like, oh, I'm going to go to my doctor. I'm having acid reflux. Your doctor goes, here's a proton pump inhibitor. It's going to shut down your stomach acid entirely. You're compounding the issue. I understand that the medical model is in place to help you with symptoms. Matter of fact, I got into a, a TikTok fight with somebody, not fight. They were fighting me. I just kind of just like put things out there. I'm like, does this make sense? Um, anyway, so some medical doctor got into it with me and goes, well, our job as medical doctors is to treat, not to cure. And I go, well, your words. I'm just saying that we see people get off drugs almost a little under 98.2% of our patients getting 80% of symptoms resolved and off medication by the end of eight months. It's extraordinary. And you're saying for the rest of people's lives, they're never going to get a cure. They're never going to stop taking medication. It's a continuity model of care. That's a business. That's a business a model, which is continuity model. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure that I'm going to give you something that will never fix the problem, but you'll be on it forever because I'll help you with a symptom until something else breaks. So I'm going to get you another one or I'll get you a side effect and I'll get you another one. And by the end of like, you know, your seventies, you're getting your eighties, you're on polypharmacy, you know, 20 different pills, you're a cash cow for the pharmaceutical companies, and the last 15% of your life you spend in a nursing home or in a hospital bed while they take every penny you've ever made to pay for all this treatment that'll never cure you, and they leave your family once you die with the medical bills because you didn't have enough to cover it. Yeah. It's a bad system. Yeah, and it's like a downhill it spiral. No, it's not going to get better. You know, and I want to be clear, your doctors do want to help you. They, they A lot of them get disenfranchised. And they're just like, listen, there's no way to do this. I don't believe in it. Doctors want to help. They're just handcuffed by a terrible system of insurance companies that make more money if you're sick than if you're healthy. And so they'll do just enough to keep you sick and treated forever, but they don't want you to die. They'll try. They'll put you on life support as long as possible. It's a lot of money. Unfortunately, the insurance is a business. Your doctors have to run a business, but they actually do want to help you. It's just they don't know how. Yeah. So why are you having to treat almost every patient for gut health? Like, why is everybody's gut health so bad? <laughs> well, I think, I mean, in honesty, you you have a couple that I already mentioned, which is, you know, 
everything's being medicalized. When women have babies, it is a beautiful, spiritual, life-changing event that brings so much heart, joy, spirituality to you. At no point did I say it's a medical procedure. But right now it's treated as a medical procedure and a sickness. That is seen as a symbiote, a parasite in you that we have to exorcise. And so you go to the hospital in the, no, like, as soon as I'm mean, keep it, we had a six page long birthing process. Uh, my wife and I did with our kids. Like, you're not allowed to talk about an epidural. You're not allowed to say C-section in the room. No one's allowed to talk in the room except me and our, our midwife. You have the same idea, right? You did the yes. same thing. And the first child went great. I mean, it was still 19 hours of labor and my wife was not wanting to let that baby out, but finally it happened. So the second one, we get in there, we labor at home for like six or seven hours first because you don't want to be at the hospital with them forcing you and poking you and prodding. You want to be comfortable. So once the, the contraction got to about five minutes apart, that's when we went to the hospital. And we have this on a birthing plan. Within five minutes of the nurse walking in, she goes, okay, we'll let you let you labor for a few hours. If, if you're not, let, we'll, we'll go ahead and get a C-section going. And I lost my mind yelling. My wife's like, calm down, calm down. She's in the middle of labor. Calm down. You know, I'm like, get out of here. You know. Um, anyway, it's treated as a medical procedure and a sickness. And when you don't go through the vaginal canal, you don't get vaginal mucus in your nose and your mouth. And that does not give coding to your intestines to create roots for good health. Now, with that being said, your microbiome is such a big part of your immune system and your health and your absorption and all these things. If you don't go through the vaginal canal, what microbiome do you get? Well, you're in the hospital. So who goes to hospitals? Sick people. Those sick people's bacteria is all up in the air, floating everywhere. And that baby gets populated with a microbiome that says I should be sick the rest of my life. So your gut health starts at birth. At birth. And then you're breastfed for a whole year to solidify. So you get initial roots and then the breastfeeding for a whole year solidifies the roots. And then as long as you don't do antibiotic after antibiotic after antibiotic, you don't nuke those roots. Well, I mean, look what's happening. Oh, you know what? I'm too busy. I'm going to have my breasts bound down to me so I don't make. I actually know someone who did this. I got a scheduled C-section. I'm going to have my breasts tied down so I don't make milk because it's too, you know, I'm not going to do that. It's gross. Like, how far are we removed from being a mother? How far are we removed from being humans? Anyway, so now we have terrible gut health from day one. And that's a good portion of the population. That's, I mean, I don't know what the, the research statistics are on C-sections, but I bet it's 30% of births. Mm -hmm. So 30% of people have no chance. From get-go, they're going to be sick. You know it's going to happen at some point in their 20s. Joints are going to start swelling. They're going to start having diarrhea nonstop. They're going to start getting migraine headaches. They're going to start having some neurologic disorder. They're going to start getting neuropathies. Things are going to happen. Yeah, because then they okay. introduce a poor diet and they follow the typical American diet. So you're just, and you have pharmaceuticals, another gut damaging, you know, aspect to it. And so I think things just compound after there. And yeah. like I said, I hear a lot of people talking about gut health and they realize I'm, I'm not doing well. I think, you know, maybe I need to work on my work on my gut. And so they'll right. start taking a probiotic and maybe even change their diet a little bit, but they're not right. really getting better. So right. can you kind of talk about some of the reasons why people start to maybe address their gut health and think about that and think that they're doing the right things, but there seem to be some barriers to actual healing. Well, there's a lot of uh, talk online right now. The big thing is going plant-based. Let's go vegan. Well, I want you to understand that you can do all the vegan. You're like, oh, the protein's not a problem. We can have all the protein. Look at our, my peas have protein in them. My broccoli has protein. Okay. It's not about protein. 
It's about having a clean source of protein that does not have high lectin, which is damaging your gut. And across the board, every single vegan protein is super high in lectins. So as soon as you're doing mass doses of that protein to get enough, you are damaging your gut lining. Now you're decreasing your absorption. You're creating more autoimmunity. And most people go, I'm plant-based. I feel so great. I feel wonderful. Yes. And you will for about a year to a year and a half because you cut out McDonald's. Congrats. You did the right thing. McDonald's is, is unhealthy. Eating a giant burger at, at your local bar is unhealthy. That's tortured meat. You're going to feel better because you went plant-based. But in the end, you're still adding in plant anti-nutrients that are going to damage you, damage your absorption, mess with your gut lining. And in about two, two, three years, you're going to start going, man, I feel tired. I'm just tired. Yeah, you're getting fatigued because your body's fighting a war all the time to try to do the right things. You know, and I'm not saying you should eat, you know, six pounds of meat a day, although you know, it's probably not going to hurt you. It's grass-fed, grass-finished pasture-raised. But a little meat every day is important. So that's one of the things. It's a misnomer. Go vegan. The other part is probiotics. Like you said, probiotics. Probiotics are good, although they're dead. And when they come in, dead bacteria will help you poop more. That's good. So you'll be more regular. But it's still not changing your flora. It's not changing the microbiome. That's the only way you do that is with spores, soil-based probiotics, uh, which aren't probiotics. Again, they're spores. Um, also, did you get the testing appropriately to see if you have a bacterial dysbiosis where you have growth of inappropriate bacteria that you need to kill? Do you have clostridia? Um, do you have spores from um, moldy food that you've eaten that's now sitting in your gut causing permeability? And you go, but I'm eat even if they ate perfect to that point, I eat meat, fruits, and vegetables. I take spore form bacteria. I do all the right things. Well, if you have uh, mold in your gut and mycotoxins deposited, you have to bind them and get them out. Otherwise, you're just never going to heal your gut. You have to get the testing really to tell you why. Would parasites also be a hindrance to gut healing? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, there's more parasites than people realize, and they're actually really hard to catch. So even if you do one of our fancy stool samples, which we do the gold standard, I mean, it'll tell you everything. The stool samples are just so fun. Yeah, yes. they're everyone's favorite test. Um, I mean, like you go to the barbecue restaurant, you get the French fries in the box, the little barbecue yeah. French fry box. Yeah, that's what you're pooping in. And you scoop it into a sample. Not the most fun. It's you're great. squatting down on it like, oh, I feel it. I can smell it. It's awful. It's worth it, everyone. I promise it's worth it. <laughs> um, it is. It's really worth it. Um, but as far as finding parasites, we do that a couple different ways. So one, you can see it on a stool. For some people, it's it, it does not catch very many because you have to have it come out right then. And then um, the other ways are looking at eosinophils on blood and immunoglobulin E on blood, which are two parts of your immune system that literally tag and try to kill parasites. So if those are a high percentage or, or a high number, uh, we have a chance that, yes, maybe that's what's happening. But you have to treat for a little while and then say, okay, we're, we're doing all the right things. You're eating right. And if those go down, that's not a parasite. If they go up, it's a parasite. And then you have to go treat it. Yeah. A couple of just practical things I wanted to talk about, um, which I think I know what you'll what you'll say to this, but just to have it really clear and concise, what advice would you have for someone that is just kind of waking up to the fact that I need to do something about my health? Maybe they're having some symptoms or pain that you know they hadn't had before and they've tried a few things, it's not working. And they're like, I think I need to really start paying attention to my health. What would be the first steps? I guess the first steps, someone who's just waking up, you go, okay, so maybe this person is the one you go, I want you to eat no processed food at all. Mm -hmm. Like if it's coming in a bag or a box, you cannot eat it. You only can eat fruit, vegetables, and meat as much as you want of any of them, but that's all you eat. That's all you can eat. Um, that is the first step. You go, okay. And then if you don't get better there and you go, maybe I feel a little better, but it's not going away. 
that's when you they delve in and go, I need to look up a functional medicine doctor and get some testing done. Um, and, not, you know, there's really good ones out there. Uh, obviously, we do a good job. Yeah. Um, but there's lots of good functional doctors out there. And there's ones that are that work differently. At our clinic, we're very black and white with tests. Like it's it's black and white testing. That's how we know. We, either we know or we don't. Um, some doctors will do muscle testing. And if you believe in that, that's great. Um, it's not our thing because it's not black and white and reproducible. Um, I just want it to be very objective. And so mm-hmm. that's why we do it. But that's, if you want to, you, you can look at us up, drgoodbinder.com, drgoodbinder.com, um, and go to our website and just check out what we, what we have to offer. You can go to any place. It doesn't, you don't have to be in Kansas city. Um, again, we can treat you anywhere in the country, including overseas. Not a yeah. big deal. Matter of fact, someone from Great Britain, if this person actually makes an appointment, just contacted us. It'll be our 19th country of people coming in because we never had someone from Britain. Uh, so we've got food. we got testing. Yeah. Anything else that you would recommend? Food, testing, uh, do what you can to get good sleep hygiene. Consistently go to sleep, take off, turn your phone off at night, uh, at least an hour before bed. Get off things, read a book. Um, that'll typically make you tired. And then uh, get off coffee. If you're putting in any caffeine, it offsets your circadian rhythm. Drink at least a half gallon of water, clean water, reverse osmosis or distilled water per day, at least a half gallon. And then move. Human beings move. Be a human being. Yeah. As a human, your job is to move. So if you're just sitting all day watching TV, smoking cigarettes, it's not the right thing. Quit smoking. Stop drinking. And then uh, I guess the three pro- the three supplements that everyone needs to take every day the rest of their lives is fish oil, proac, and vitamin D. Fish oil, probiotic, enough- vitamin D. Fish oil, probiotic, and vitamin D. You ate enough fish to get that amount of fish oil, you'd have mercury poisoning or other PCDEs and dioxins. Um, if we were living out in the wild, not you know on sterilized plates, sterilized counters, you probably wouldn't need to take probiotics every day. And then vitamin D. If you're not basically naked between the hours of noon and two on a daily basis in direct sunlight for about 15 to 30 minutes, you're not getting enough vitamin D, and we just don't. So those are the three supplements that everyone needs the rest of their lives to be sufficient if they're eating everything right. Yeah, that's great. Really good advice. I'm looking at this list as I'm I'm trying to take notes on what you say. And I think I did all these going through my process with you. I changed the way I ate. We did some testing. Um, I started getting better sleep. I ditched the coffee because I realized it was definitely a trigger for all my symptoms. And I mean, we've been purifying our water for a long time, so I was okay with that one. And then just really prioritized moving, like made that, made sure I was getting in you know, multiple workouts a week. So definitely good for me. Okay. I have three questions that I always end every interview with. And the first one is what is one healthy living resource that you would recommend to someone that wants to learn more? I hate to put it back on myself. Um, but if you look, if you go to our Facebook page, the epigenetic ceiling center or, uh, Dr. Goodbinder or the epigenetic ceiling center on TikTok, I am shooting almost daily videos covering all sorts of topics. And I really get into it. Um, and you know, it's, it's not a lot of come by this, come by that. It's trying to give you information to make the right decisions. Yeah, I agree. Your Facebook page and your blog are really great. Yeah. I mean, we try, I try really hard to just give you information and make it valuable. Um, there's just too much out there saying, Hey, uh, Tara still is this new supplement that everyone should buy. And my brand is the only one that works. And you're like, <laughs> You know, it's not really that way. And not I, everyone needs Terra Stilby. Uh, not everyone needs CoQ10. And, you know, everyone's selling something. So you got to be careful. But uh, just find resources that are giving you info. 
and listen to a variety. Mine are obviously the most important, <laughs> but uh, outside of that, listen to a variety of people and, and, and come to your own conclusions. Yeah, that's great. And what's your favorite healthy snack? So my favorite healthy snack, um, I don't snack very often, uh, but I love, there's two things. Uh, one, I like, get you have to get the right ones, but uh, seaweed snacks, they're crispy and I like the wasabi flavored ones. And I got ones, I have ones that are avocado oil used in them. And it's just like salt and uh, whatever wasabi seasoning. And it's delicious and they're crispy and they taste amazing. Give you a little burn and a little sweetness. Um, and then two, chomps. Grass-fed, grass-finished beef sticks. Yes. That's awesome. You we, use those too? Yeah, we use those too. Yep. Great brand. And what about a guest that you would love to see on the Daily Wellness Podcast? Oh, you know what you could talk to, honestly? So, I mean, you can go big. You can be like the Ben Greenfields of the world, things like that. But it would be interesting. I don't know if she'd be willing to, but my holistic health educator could sit here and talk nutrition with you for an entire either 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. she, she, she's the one who's teaching for me. She's worked for me for like, like six or seven years, my longest tenured employee. And she just runs it. And, they, you know, we work together. She asked me questions and she's learned so much. I bet she knows more than most doctors out there, honestly. Like she's going to know a lot. Yeah. Considering that most doctors don't get much on nutrition. I'm sure that's true. <laughs> uh, she's learned a lot. It'd be, it would be neat to see her on the podcast. All right. Well, we've learned so much from you. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. I really appreciate your time. Absolutely. Thank you. It was great to talk to you. Thanks for listening to today's episode on the Daily Wellness Podcast. We hope that you found it helpful for your own wellness journey. And if so, we'd love for you to leave a review. Then come back and listen for review shout outs on upcoming episodes. For more information, check out the show notes and connect with us on our website, dailywellnesscommunity.com. 